Welcome back to the Bird's Eye View. Here we are, five game weeks left in the season, which gives us five opportunities to either cement ourselves at the top of the league or to gain on our FPL rivals. Here at the Bird's Eye View, we'll give you to give a bit of context. Um, I am currently how many points am I behind you, Robbie? Uh, uh, forty nine. 49 points, 49 points behind Robbie. Jack is 87 points down <laughs> on me. So he's a long way off. However, if you break that down five game weeks, that means I just need to gain on Robbie 10 points each week. So when you put it like that, simple stuff, really. Robbie's a professional bottler. Um, <laughs> he's never won the league title. So his nerves are going to be shaking, <laughs> especially after my transfer this week which was in fact Chris Wood um, to bring him in uh, he obviously thrived under Mr Bird as his manager and on debut got his first Premier League hat-trick um, yeah. you know less of me less of me less of me yeah. we're, going to, <laughs> we're going to talk about how am I going to get those 50 points and Robbie um, because if we roll it last less season... Of me, less of me, but let's carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's just something for everyone. Um, so how am I going to get those points? Well, uh, if we roll it back to last year, I think it was a lot easier last year to gain on opponents because the abundance of options that were available to us. I'm just going to give you the... Some of the assets last year that we had towards the end of the season, you had Trent, you had Salah, you had Mane, who was on fire, you had Robertson, Aubameyang, remember his last day haul, Bruno Fernandes was getting a return every week, Martial, Greenwood, Rashford, you had Kane, Son, Sterling was at the top of his game, Mahrez was scoring, De Bruyne was scoring. Um, so you had so many players to choose from and obviously you can't have all of them in your team. Flip it for the year, and out of all of those, I think Kane is probably the only one who's consistently scoring points out of all the mm. players. And elsewhere, well, probably Ian Acho, who remember, remember, I called him, you know, <laughs> yeah, six weeks ago. Six weeks ago, I said he couldn't score to save it. But yeah, um, that's the way it is. So now, my question to you, Robbie, is how are people? going to find differentials in order to gain on their FPL rivals? I've got to say, um, it is going to be tough. Um, so, as you mentioned, those key players are really not performing and the only vital player right now is Harry Kane. I think you need to have the, the key popular players in your team. I think I've always been an advocate that if someone's in 40 to 50% of teams that are active teams, certainly, that you need them in your lineup and let the other players... Do the let the other players make up the grounds if you if you like. So you need to have the high owned players, and let then chuck in two or three differentials who will make up that ground every week for you. Um, I'd also like to point out that um, despite Ferdy's Chris Wood extravaganza, he still got less points than me this week, and I increased the lead from forty points to fifty for forty nine points. So I, I would like to throw this in there as well. And the reason for that being is because on paper our teams are actually very quite similar. And I think this is why, so I think we've both got, we've both got Martinez, we've both got Dallas, both got Chelsea defender, both got Wolves defender, both got Bruno, Lingard, Salah, Ian Acho and Harry Kane in our squad as well. So we have a very similar core and I think 
that's what you need to do. But it's then it's then down to the differential. So for, for, luckily for me this week, I had Castagna and he was that differential for me this week. And he got me nine points. So it comes down to them. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, I've been listening to both both points of view here. I, we're talking about forty percent owned players, and I, I think there's uh, there's four. There's Kane, Bamford, Son, and Bruno. Oh no, and Emmy Martinez. There's five mm. players that we're saying are like template players that you should be picking. Um, but I, I suppose. Isn't there some excitement in the chaos? I think I spoke uh, a few pods back about is there such thing as a must-have player now, an essential player? And I still and I still hold to that, that actually there's some excitement in the template starting to be ripped up more and more and finding that value in players like Chris Wood, Castagna, uh, Kelechi Inarcho a few weeks back was just uh, unheard of and now he's been playing fantastic. So I think there's 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 always opportunity for the regular FPL players when the predictable ones don't don't return regularly. Because what I've noticed is when these players are returning, your Salas, your Abamyangs, your Canes, whoever that is, it's it's the non-playing teams that that are often benefiting from it. The set and forget teams, the ghost teams that that are benefiting from that. So actually, in some ways, by the differentials that the the true FPL community uh, are able to jump on, the likes of Ian Archo, what that has meant is that you can get more of a rise in in, in your overall rank as a result. Would you agree with that, lads? Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, I think you'd get a rise to a certain point and then you, you sort of drift away from the casuals, the ghosts of the game. And now you've got to find a way... In which to break the barrier into us fanatics. Um, and I'm just wondering now, my question to you guys is, who should we be looking for as a differential? What risks? Who can we risk on for our team? If I'm looking at it, the options, like I said earlier, are quite limited. I'm going to target some of the teams who actually have something to play for this season. And I think, Robbie, you've done a bit of uh, research. Who, What teams are have got nothing to play for? Well, I've been looking at the league table and you've got to think these sorts of teams, they don't, they're not going to push for Europe. And realistically, there's a very low chance that they'll get relegated too. So Aston Villa, Arsenal, Wolves, Palace, Burnley, Southampton, they're all middle of the pack. I don't think there's, they're not getting Europe, but they're also very safe. And I think realistically, Leeds probably aren't going to get Europe. They're a little bit too far behind. And Newcastle and Brighton, I think, I mean, West Brom aren't down yet, but they're, they're going to have to pull off some sort of miracle to stay up and catch either of those two teams at the moment. They're, they're sort of, I can't remember how many points they are clear. I've got, I've got them written down here, but I can't remember the points. Um, but they're, they're certainly safe. I think they're arguably safe seven enough. Seven points to, clear, mate. Seven points, yeah. So that I think arguably they're, they're safe enough where they're sort of play, they don't really have too much to worry about. I think if they start losing a couple of games... And West Brom suddenly pulled something out of the bag. They might start to get think. Oh, we actually might have to turn up here. But otherwise, I think I think they could well be safe. So those sorts of teams, yeah, I think you could be avoiding really. To jump on the back of what Robbie's just said there as well, what we've got to remember is, yes, great escapes are always fantastic. But you've got to look at the fixtures. And right now, West Brom have got Wolves, Arsenal, Liverpool. West Ham and Leeds as their final five. So not only do they need, not only are they um, 
they're, they're actually nine points behind Brighton. It's Fulham that are seven points behind. So they're nine points behind Fulham and they've got five extremely tough fixtures. So it's it's not looking promising for uh, West Brom and even Fulham have got Chelsea and Man United in their final five games. So it, it is looking likely that the bottom three is now is now set. But to really build on that, Sheffield United actually looked pretty decent at the weekend as a result. <laughs> there's, there's, there's something about the pressure being taken off of, you've got to make the most of it now because they're not going to be playing Premier League football next year. So there's something about pressure being taken off and just playing for the sake of playing, especially if we can get fans in for the final game or two of the season where they've got Newcastle and then their final game of the season is home to Burnley. You'd like to think Sheffield could go out with a bit of a bang, couldn't they? That's absolutely absurd to think that you've taken confidence and positivity from Sheffield United 1-0 at home to Brighton. Um, and you've <laughs> a catalyst for their season. They've got so much to play for. And they've got... I didn't say they have. I said they have nothing to play for and the pressure is off. The difference between what Robbie's saying is the mid-table people are on the beach. Sheffield United are going to want to soak up every single minute of their remaining five games. Surely, is that not just human nature? No, I think they're just going to be down in the dumps, mate. Like, they're going down. They've had a horrendous season. Um, <laughs> the way I see it, right, I tell you what, Jack, please, please go for the likes of Rian Brewster, who's got no Premier League goals this season. Um, go for the likes. I can't believe we're even discussing Sheffield United. Um <laughs> You've asked how to, you've asked how to game. You want you, you want differentials, Birdie. I'm no, that's just that's I'm another just... one of your like what is it? A jalapeno ice cream favorite. All right, mate. All right Mr. <laughs> Vanilla kidding. over here. There's a reason you haven't won a league title in numerous years. At least I've won something. Safe. At least I've won something, mate. Yeah, mate. Your trophies have all gone rusty now, mate. It's been that long, so just allow it. <laughs> As Jack mentioned in the previous segment, a um, few few teams might be opening up the stadiums in the last few game weeks, and it does mean we might get a few more double a, a double game week coming up and another blank game week on Ooh. no season. There's no season like this season. Mm. Oh, yeah, it really isn't. And um, I want to know who's going to have doubles and. Why we should be concentrating on those teams, uh, and we've got to go to the spreadsheet man himself, which is—it's uh, not Ben Krellin, no, it's uh, Jack Reed. It's Jack Reed. That's me. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Very much. Um, I'm just going to reflect really quickly. That this has been such—it has been such a mad season. Do we remember we all tripled up on was it Man City or Spurs, and then their game got called off a few hours before? Ah, oh, what a season. Anyway, moving on to the actual fixtures, which is what people are interested in. There are, looking like, there could be some very interesting games coming up. Uh, we've seen recently with some with some blank game weeks. We saw this week, actually, with the likes of Spurs and Man City blanking. A few of the casuals are really starting to be snuffed out a little bit, which is, which is always great to see for you tryhards like us three, um, which is why you listen to these kind of podcasts. But for the fixtures coming up, 
we have a potential, let's say provisional right now, double game week coming up in game week 35, followed by a blank game week 36. This has still got a little bit of a question mark over it. They might be moved one game week back. So I would really recommend that you continue following Ben Krellin or do follow him if, if you don't already. Um, but what we do know, let's stick to the facts of what we do know. We do know that four teams are guaranteed a double game week, which is Everton, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace and Southampton. That, that, that's got to happen. There has to be a double game week for those players. So I wonder if this is the kind of time where we might start to consider maybe some Everton assets as they look to maybe push for Europa. Villa and Palace are, are a bit shaky, but, you know, big bad Wilf, he's a, I'm a big fan of him. Jack Greedish coming back to form, maybe. Ollie Watkins wanting to get on the plane. And Southampton, well, yeah, they're Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts? Any thoughts, Robbie? Yeah, well, so as I mentioned just uh, not that long ago, three of those teams were in my on-the-beach list out of the team. So Villa Palace, Southampton, they've got nothing to play for. But as you kind of alluded to, I think your likes of Ollie Watkins, Jack Grealish, when, if and when he does come back, um, maybe even Danny Ings, again, I know he's injured, but they're all, they all have a point to prove because of the Euros. So you have to do, you can take that into account. Everton do have a chance of European football this season. So I think, and they've got a nice end to the season. I know the final game's Man City, but their remaining fixtures before that are actually not too bad at all. So I'm I'm looking at Gilfie Sigurdsson. Man's on Whoa. penalties, 7 million, guaranteed double game week, play Sheffield United, who had already relegated. Wolves, who are on the beach. He does have. There's a very big game against West Ham, and they they play Villa twice, who have not kept a clean sheet in their last six games, which is very hurtful for us, any Martinez owners. But it's, I think Everton certainly could be a shout. It certainly could be a shout as well. I'm I'm also looking at your man Seamus Coleman too, because he he had a very good performance at the weekend. There. Everton are a bit hit and miss defensively, but I think uh, Seamus Coleman's kind of sort of cemented his place in the team a little bit more. They did keep a clean sheet against Arsenal. They kept one against Brighton recently. So with these final five fixtures, I think Everton target Everton assets could be the ones to target out of those teams. Certainly, Robbie, can I jump? Can I quickly jump on and tell you something yeah. interesting about an Ever- Everton assets, and then we'll move over to Birdman. Um, James Rodriguez, right? Since mm. returning. He has got two returns out of four. So he's got an 11 and a six and then two threes. Both returns have come at home, right? And both blanks have come away from home. I was then looking. He's at the start of the season. He blanked in the away, got 12 points at home, blanked in the away, got 18 points at home, got a four pointer at home, then blanked and blanked in these next two away games. So is he someone, especially with a few home fixtures, such as Aston Villa, Sheffield United, Wolves, all home fixtures, is James Rodriguez another one that we should be keeping an eye on? Birdie, what's your thoughts? I quite like that. quite like that Mm. gnosis from yourselves. Um, I would be targeting Everton, especially Ancelotti is under a lot of pressure. He's getting paid a lot of money. He's going to be expected to get Everton into European football next season. They're probably, they've spent the most money 
Johnny out of that. Them lot at the back, um, at the sort of outside the outside the top six. Um, yeah. And I would say Coleman. Coleman would be a shout for sure. I think James Rodriguez, if you look at those numbers, I mean, he's a player with a lot of class. Player with a lot of class. Um, Calvert-Lewin, uh, I know he's very August-September talk um, from last year, but like you say, he's got a Euros-England squad place to fight for. Um, and it's there, it's up for grabs, because aside from Kane... As a striker, you've obviously got Watkins, Bamford, and and Calvert Lewin, who are jumping at the chance to to be on the plane. Um, when I say on the plane, most of England's fixtures will be at Wembley um, this year, so uh, in the car probably. <laughs> but yeah, so I consider Calvert Lewin. I consider Ricardson. I'm not convinced on Hammers Rodriguez yet, but I definitely wouldn't go for Sigurdsson. Um, <laughs> Robbie, please go ahead. That would be an easy 10 points to catch up to you. Uh, I look at uh, Luca Dina at left back. I know Coleman's sort of shout at the moment, but Dina's got the quality. And with Calvert Lewin with Carlos in the middle, I'd definitely look at him. I'd also I'd like to maybe a bit of Raspberry Ripple, um, Crystal Palace. Um, it's that time of the year when Wilfred Zaha it gets towards, Whee! and he wants to, and he wants to ask to, to move abroad, um, <laughs> or he wants to ask to move elsewhere. So he might actually pick up some form. Um, so Crystal Palace um, have got some after Man City this weekend. They've got Sheffield United, Villa, Arsenal, Southampton before Liverpool final game. So I think. That Zaha is the only Crystal Palace option that I'd consider for sure, um, but why? Why not? Why not go go for him? Because yeah, he's got a point to prove, and he's got uh, his sixth summer of trying to to get out um, or to another place in London. So that's that's kind of my thoughts. I would not touch Southampton because they're absolutely dreadful, and um, Villa. The only one again is Watkins, uh, Grealish. Uh, even if he does come back, I'm sure he will be want he want to be wrapped in cotton wool to be fit for the Euros. So um, I think Everton are the team to focus on. We know it's been a while. We're sorry for your loss over the last few weeks, as we've been without our stat of the week. It's not our, it's Jack's stat. To be honest, to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, listening back home, any positive support you can give to this, because this is the only reason they're still inviting me on the pod is for the stat of the week. I I don't have the expertise that they have. So they're only letting me stay as long as I'm producing this, the goods with regards to stats. So... Once again, as per, the, I could be called a mailman, in other words, because I always deliver. And this week, I have yet another cracker for you all. So, since game week 19, the highest scoring FPL asset is Pereira of West Brom. What? Yes, Pereira <laughs> has got more than Salah. Son, Bruno, Kane, Aubameyang, Rashford, Mane, Pulisic, Havertz, everyone, everyone. He's got more points than everyone in that time. 
what are we saying? We've got 5.3% owned Matthias Pereira, 5.3% owned, 5.5 million, highest scoring, highest scoring FBL player since game week 19. Let that sink in. Do you know what that tells me? Do you want to tell us one? Yes, he's a, he's a hell of a player. And two, it just shows how poor a lot of the assets and inconsistent a lot of the assets have been over the last 16 game weeks. Because I'm sorry, like, uh, I don't think he's been particularly consistent. Like, was it? He, I, I don't remember him going on a long run of returns. Is that right? That, that you are, you are right within and amongst that. He had a run of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, an eight-game run where he blanked. But the honest truth is, is when this boy, when this boy bangs, he, uh, I'm not going to do it because I fell into <laughs> that trap before. But he's he's got a 24-pointer, a 13-pointer, a 21-pointer, and a 10-pointer. Two 20-plus pointers in game weeks, and one of those was against Chelsea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, see, the problem is with Pereira though, is that one. I think West Brom is over. It's over for them. Um, so I'm not sure. And two, so like his motivation is he going to be there? The problem is uh, the thing is with with a lot of players. A lot of them will be playing for transfers towards the end of the season. I think Pereira. I think he's secured a transfer away from West Brom. Um, so mm. if if he if they are on the verge, I don't see him particularly playing. For the shirt, or for the name on the back, he's got his transfer elsewhere. So Pereira, unsure. I don't know whether I can go with West Brom. What a player, though! Yeah, he's been doing very well recently, hasn't he? Very well. But he's on he's on penalties, so obviously that does add that little that little bit extra. Because West Brom has... spend loads of time in the opposition yeah, box. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. I mean, West West Brom don't score very many goals, but when they do, he's always involved, isn't he? So yeah. it's it's just they're, they're, I can't imagine they're going to score loads over, the, over towards the end of the season. But I think he will be involved if they do get any. Um, I'd like to offer something else, a little so something that's kind of caught my eye this week. Is was, Robbie, I am the stat guy. What you're you're the stat man. I'm I'm, I'm offering <laughs> in comparison to to Pereira. So you've you've got you've thrown Pereira in here and said yeah. what he he blanked eight game weeks in a row. Yeah, there's someone who is in the top ten of midfielders in terms of points scored with even right. less ownership than Pereira and 3.2% right. and he's got 12 returns this season and that man is Jack Harrison. Ooh. He's got the same same amount of points as Pereira so he's he's, tenth, he's got 132 points which is 10th amongst midfielders but he's got 3.2% ownership and but he, he's been kind of the opposite to Pereira. He's got I think it's two double figure hauls this season whereas Pereira's had these 20 odd pointers. But he's been consistent and he's been chipping away at points. So I, I think it's quite interesting that these two players aren't owned by very many people. I mean, 3.2% and 5.3% for two of the... Well, so Pereira and Harrison are joint top for joint 10th for the top scoring midfielders in the league. So it's, it's very interesting that they have such low ownership. I've just, I've just looked into that, in. Robbie. And you know what's quite interesting about that? Because I didn't really... If I'm honest, I didn't really clock it as much. Is that... Rafinha has over double his ownership. Mm. They're the same price. Rafinha has doubled mm. the ownership, and lots of teams have him, especially like the active teams. But Jack Harrison's actually got more points than him this season. Yeah. Well, he's got he's got nearly well, he's got 
17 more points, is it? Yeah. More? Yeah. Gosh, fair enough. Uh, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another option. Oh, oh. boy, here we go. I oh, know. It's really <laughs> kicking off. Do you know how I started off my pod by saying there's just no options this year? Yeah. yeah. Look at us now. Look at us go. This is, <laughs> why, I said, this is why I said you can find opportunity Gems. amidst chaos. Yeah. Let's hear well, it. this is a nugget. This is a nugget, and uh, it's a bit of a raspberry ripple flavored nugget. I think I know who it is. I'm going to say if I know who you're going to say, but go. Well, you, who do you think I'm going to say? I thought you might be saying Saint Maximin. You would be correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan San Maximin. I thought he was class against Liverpool. Uh, yeah. I think that he he's integral to that uh, Newcastle team. Was it came on against Burnley, got 12 points, played 63 minutes against West Ham, got six points, was unlucky not to get more against Liverpool. It's a shame that none of his teammates can finish their dinner. Not yeah. there, uh, I bet they couldn't finish their chicken nuggets. Um, but uh, <laughs> San Maximan, I think uh, he could, at 5.1 million, you know, that's mm. ripple. There's your differential. Um, especially with Wilson coming back, that. Uh, yeah. Newcastle, it might be a little bit of Rugby Ripple that might taste very nice, especially with them finishing up the season against Sheffield United and Fulham. Five game weeks to go, starting off with this Friday, game week 34, deadline at 6 30. On Friday, another cheeky. I hate these Friday deadlines. Really. I love them. The catch up. Well, you would go because you just you're just awkward like that. <laughs> Jack needs all the help he can get. So he needs, he needs the casuals to mess up. So Whatever, he can man. I think places. that shows a true, true FPL fan that doesn't miss the deadlines. But anyway, I mean, that, all you do is focus on casuals. It's all about all the ghost teams aren't going to realise you and that chosen the team. I haven't worried about the casuals all season. Exactly. <laughs> what are you going to do this week? Yeah, right. So, um, obviously, we're getting near to, to the crunch time of, of the main league, which is, of course, the head-to-head league. Um, I need one point for my final two games to, to make sure I qualify. But now my focus is just about winning my head-to-heads so that I'm in as strong position as I can for the quarterfinals okay so i'm I, I before this pod interestingly before this pod i was thinking of just rolling um to set myself up nicely for game week 35 however you guys have maybe convinced me and john stones has just been sat there with a big red arrow next to him and so i'm thinking i might bring in our friend seamus coleman um, for John Stones, uh, the armband, presuming his fit, is on Harry Kane. The vice is... <laughs> I mean, that's just, like I say, I don't need to play, uh, take those risks now. I just need to get the points needed to get me over the line. Um, no, point, <laughs> no point throwing it, um, Robbie. <clears throat> and then <laughs> Bruno's going to have the vice because it's Liverpool and will probably give away a penalty. 
Um, and I'm going to go for a cheeky... What am I going to say? I'm going to say I'm going to get 52 points. 52. I've got a nice little variety in my team. I've got um, one Aston Villa, one Wolves, one Chelsea, one Man City, one Liverpool, one Man United, one Leicester, one Leeds, one Spurs and two West Hams. Um, still a question mark if I start Bowen or if I start Diego Jota. Um so it's spread out. I'm not relying on one team absolutely smashing it, <coughs> Birdie. Um, so that's what I'm going for. Um, so that's where I'm at. 52 points. You'd love to see it. Three points, hopefully, at the end of the game week. And Robbie Wellham, what are you going to do? Um, that's quite a tough question because I don't really know, to be honest, Jack. Um, I haven't made a transfer yet. And I'm a little bit... I don't know if it's getting because it's getting to the end of the season and I'm overthinking all my transfers. Oh, I want to win it. It's happened but... again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm probably rolling my transfer this week because there's not anything that sort of stands out to me as I need to do this. I need to get this one player in. So I think there's a good chance I roll my transfer. But Riyad Mahrez, Watkins, and Diego Jota are all their position in my team are all quite precarious at the moment. Because I'm not convinced. I feel like Mara's with City going far in the Champions League. They've got a semi-final coming up. I, I'll, be, I'll be quite surprised if he actually starts. But you mean, then, can like, I just check? Do you mean the yeah. same Riyad Mahrez that's got one return in his last six games in the league? <laughs> yeah, that that Riyad Mahrez who got me 60 points as triple captain. So I owe him a bit of faith. Um, Gerard, Jack. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair, fair. Um, so I think... I think yeah, I'm not sure. I think Riyad Mahrez could won't be in my team much longer, but I don't know if I'm going to take him out this week because I, I could just have Oli Watkins come in to replace him if he is rotated. I think Rudiger's got a good chance of rotating rotating as well. My armband's on Kane. I'm going for Nilo. I I need to play it safe because I've got a title to win. Um, so, or lose. <laughs> or lose. So I need to <laughs> I need to go for some safe moves this week. So I think I'm probably rolling my transfer. So I've got two that I could maybe do something a bit more with next week. Um, if I do make a transfer, it'll be Mares, Watkins or Jota out, but I, I can't see any that sort of stand out for me. Like Jack, I've got a bit of variety. I've got 10 different teams. The only um, the only team that I have that I've doubled up on in my starting lineup anyway is Leicester. Um, I do have Liverpool and Villa options on my bench at the moment and in the starting lineup, but only in the only in the starting lineup I've got Castagna and Ian Acho. Captain Kane, I think Kane's going to score a brace. I feel like Either Fernandez or Salah will score. Probably one of them will get something. And then my, I'm look, I'm happy with my defence this week, so I'm going to go sixty points. Nice, very, very vanilla. But all you need is vanilla at yeah. the moment. Yeah. However, 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 uh, what I'm going to do this week is, do you know, I was really considering uh, Bruno. There's been a lot of talk about Bruno mm. in the papers, the social media. You know how how much of a fraud he is. Um, and it's got to me. It really has got to me. Um, because you're a United fan, carry on. I considered benching him this week. Um, but then I went and had a look at the penalties each team have conceded. Yeah. <laughs> and only one team has conceded more penalties than Liverpool Football Club this season. And that is West Brom. So um, with that in mind, um, Bruno is, is going to play. Um, purely for that. Plus, I'd love to see Bruno put a nail in Liverpool's um, Champions League uh, aspects for next season. 
Um, because quite frankly, uh, Liverpool and the rest of the Super League teams um, don't deserve it. Uh, they don't deserve it. I'd rather uh, West Ham and Leicester occupy the third and fourth. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be Leicester and Chelsea. But that's just my my humble opinion. Uh, less of that, anyway. Um, I think <laughs> this week I want to get so I want to get uh, less uh, Leeds player in. It might be Harrison. It might be Bamford because they've got some lovely fixtures coming up. Brighton this weekend, finishing up with Tottenham, Burnley, Southampton, West Brom. Um, so I think Leeds have some lovely fixtures, especially if the fans come in. And Leeds fans have wanted Premier League football for so. I think Leeds will put mm. a right show. So at some point, I'm looking to get some Leeds players in. Got Dallas already. Um, obviously, my my so my Chelsea back three of Mendy, Rudy, Alonso. Um, only two of them play every week. Um, so I will make sure that my first sub, which at the moment is Trent, um, is ready to step in. Um, Pereira does this week. Pereira at home to Wolves. It does interest me a little bit. But I don't really. Local derby, that one. Yeah, exactly. It's a massive, massive game for both. Te- well, not for both teams. Maybe because it's a derby for Wolves, but um, mainly for West Brom. And you never know. You might get your twenty points out of Pereira. I mean, mm. this is the problem. This is the problem. I want to. I want to captain someone else, but I can't. Because yeah. It came, scores a goal. That puts me in the mud. Means <laughs> about a million people in the world. And I'd, I'm not yeah. focusing on catching the Rob star. I'm focusing on my overall ranking as well. I want to get into the top 100,000, which I'm just outside of at the moment. I know that uh, Jack's closer to the half a million mark than that. Um, <laughs> in fact, he's only 50,000 away from it because he's yeah. so <laughs> relevant and focusing on the head-to-head league. Um, but... Chris Woods always a captain option, you know. He had a great debut for Birdman United. Might have another good game, but no, it has to be Kane. It has to be, um, which is a real shame. But you know, we are where we are, and um, another excellent podcast here. Obviously, my prediction is ten more points than Robbie. <laughs> it just has to be, has to be as we I mean, look into you, the last. You've, you've been you've been fifty points behind me for about four or five weeks now. So yeah, well, it's about time I closed. It's about so. time that changed then, isn't it, Robbie? <laughs> and it's going to change um, as Wood will get another hat-trick. Bolly's going to contribute with a goal. He's due a goal. Um, and yeah, maybe I might not Captain Kane. Nah, I'm going to Captain Kane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and a pleasure to be joined by both of you once again. Mm, um, good thanks. luck for game week 34 as we close into the end of the season here on the bird's eye view.